Hello everybody and welcome to the second episode of the podcast Let's Talk Football. I am CJ Pollins along with my brother Brandon. Hello, today how's it we, going? <laughs> today we have some good topics to talk about. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is the Who You Got review of last week. And uh, if you were with us last week and you watched that episode, we made predictions on the week 18 games that were going to be played. And um, I have the records here. Brandon, you went 10 and 7. That's a lot better than I thought I did. I thought I did awful. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There were actually a lot of upsets this week, too. Yes, there were. Like the Lions beating the Packers and stuff. Uh So. That was crazy, and I, sadly, went eight and nine. Oh boy! <laughs> so, you beat me by two, Brandon, and uh, I'm getting you back <laughs> this week. You can count on that, uh, as we will make predictions for the wild card weekend later on in the episode towards towards the end. So uh, stick around for that. So, uh, our first topic, if you will. We're going to talk about the Chargers head coach, um, or Staley, Brandon Staley is his name. There were about, it was about, I think, half a minute left in the Chargers versus Raiders game. The teams were tied in overtime, and it was played out to uh, if... The Chargers and Raiders were to tie in that game. Then the Chargers and Raiders would both go to the playoffs. And the Steelers would not make the playoffs. So with about 20-30 seconds left. The Raiders are just thinking we're just going to let the clock run out. We'll, We'll tie and we'll both go to the playoffs. But for some reason I still am not sure of. The Chargers head coach might... uh. Brandon Staley called a timeout. And with that, the Raiders went downfield in one play and kicked a field goal and won the game. And now because of that, the Chargers are out of the playoffs and the Raiders and Steelers are in it. So, uh, Brandon, I'm going to turn it over to you. What do you have to say about that? Yeah, so CJ, this is crazy, right? Like, hardly ever is there ever a chance for two teams to make the playoffs at the last game of the season based off of a tie. And if both if the teams tie, then they both go. Like, that's unheard of, right? Well, here, lo and behold, they actually get into the situation to where it, these two teams can tie. There's 30 seconds left, the game's almost over, and the Raiders are looking at a 55-yard field goal, okay? They, that is a long kick. It's by no means a walk in the park. I don't know if he would have hit it. So, I think you're right. I think the Raiders coach was looking just to like, you know, this is going to be a hard kick to make. Let's just let's just take the win. Even though we're not winning, it's going to be a win. We're still going to make the playoffs. Well, the Chargers coach, I don't think he thought the Raiders were giving it up yet. Because in his statement... He said that he called timeout because he believed 
that the personnel that was on the field at the time was not his best personnel to stop the run. And he felt like they were going to run the ball with Josh Jacobs and they were going to try to get a better field goal. Well, he was right. They called Chargers call timeout, gave the Raiders an opportunity to run the ball. They ran it. Josh Jacobs got seven yards, eight yards. He got eight yards. And because of those eight yards, it's now a 47-yard field goal. The Raiders kick it, win, send the Chargers home for the season. Now, Brandon Staley, I'm going to kind of go on his defense here. I know that at the time, it was like it sounds like an awful decision, and because they lost, it looks like a terrible decision. But in the moment, he's thinking the Raiders are very close to a field goal, and I need to put my best guys in there to stop the run. And it did not work out, and so now we're criticizing him. So I'm going to go on the defensive side here and say I understand. Okay, yeah, and I understand what you're saying there. He um, kind of didn't at the like you said at the time it's a no brainer just let the clock run out, but like he said like he said in that uh, interview. The reason is because, you know, you want to get his better men in there. But I think, you know, the Raiders, I mean, they weren't looking to run another play. The uh, head coach even said, yes, we were planning to run the clock out. And they weren't in any, like, formation, I don't think, to, you know, run another play. So I'm not really sure why he would think, why he thought they were going to. Maybe a trick play. I don't know. But um, this, since it worked out the unfortunate way that it did, I think this might be a situation where he could get fired next year. But the Chargers, I don't think he will because considering how good the Chargers actually did this season. And uh, But one thing is for sure, it made a lot of Steelers fans happy. Yes, it because did. Yeah. Go ahead. Yes, it did make a lot of Steelers happy, and um, we can talk about Ben Ben too leading his team in the final uh, year of Pittsburgh. He wins late, sends him sends him and his team to the playoffs, and that's great. But the Chargers, they CJ, how did they stand this year? I mean, they finished what they finished nine and eight, barely a winning record. Um, but things aren't looking too bad for them. They've got a really good young quarterback um, and a young coach. I don't think the Chargers are ready to get rid of him just yet, even though this looks like a terrible mistake. Um, looks like they cost him a playoff run. I don't think that this is the end-all for Brandon Staley in San Diego. Oh, I'm sorry. They're not in San Diego anymore. They're the Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> so I don't think this is Brandon Staley's last run in Los Angeles. I think he's going to have a couple more years to try to prove himself, um, especially with that young quarterback. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree that he shouldn't get fired yet at least um, with, like you said, Justin Herbert, the young quarterback that they have who's looking really good. We definitely took uh, charge of the team this year. He was look, he was working really good with him, and I do think that they have a bright future in the next three or four years. I agree. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So 
the next thing we're going to talk about are the Indianapolis Colts. The Indianapolis Colts were playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, the Colts needed to win this game in order to make the playoffs. If they lost, they didn't make the playoffs. If they won, they made the playoffs. And keep in mind, they're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. Arguably, you know, you could say it's the Lions or the Jaguars, the worst team in the league. And the Colts aren't, you know, they're not terrible. They're they're all right. So, with that irony, they ended up losing that game. And it kicked them out of a, it would have been a wild card playoff spot for them. So, it's kind of a just surprising moment for the Colts and all their fans because, you know, with as big as a as big of a difference in talent there was there with them still to lose and I'd say everybody pretty much including myself expecting them to win that game it just I think it came a big shock to all of the Colts and all of their fans CJ I couldn't agree more um you and I both last week we were 100 percent would have put so much money down on the Colts winning. The Jaguars want nothing to do with a win. Um, Well, they showed us. The the Jaguars and the Lions this week shut us up. They both went out, played good football, beat teams they weren't supposed to beat, and did it with a smile on their face. Now, are the owners happy? Probably not. Owners are probably not happy because the team win, both teams won, and they end up maybe hurting themselves in the draft pick next year. But the Jaguars kept the Colts out of the playoffs, and that has got to be a big win for that locker room. I know that's got to be a big win for Sunshine from Clemson and to get that last <laughs> win, beating Carson Wentz. But come on, Indianapolis. What are we doing? We can't beat the Jacksonville Jaguars or 2-14. and 14. You've got Carson Wentz. I mean – supposed to be this great quarterback, right? And then you've got arguably the best running back in the National Football League this year. Yes. And in my opinion, deserves the uh, MVP. I don't know if he's going to get it now because the Colts didn't even make the playoffs. But arguably, the MVP is your running back. You've got a great offensive lineman. You've got an all, you've got all pro offensive lineman. You've got a great linebacker. Um, and so... I don't know. I think they just blew it, to be straight honest with you, CJ. The Colts had an opportunity to put themselves in the playoffs, and they blew it. Yeah, and I'm thinking to myself, maybe they got a little cocky. Maybe they thought, oh, well, this is going to be super easy. We're going to win this game, no problem. And so, and I think we saw that in specifically their secondary, you know, their safeties and their cornerbacks defensively, kind of on their heels that entire game, letting people get behind them. And get the and letting the Jaguars get those big deep passes off it uh, downfield, and also the uh, the Colts running game with Jonathan Taylor. This actually probably one of his worst games this year. Surprisingly, um, the defense for Jacksonville played amazing. One of the probably the best game we've ever seen them play. So yeah, I mean it was kind of a how did that happen moment with just, you know, everybody expecting 
it to go the other way. Absolutely. I mean, it was a bad game all around the board for the Indianapolis Colts. Carson Wentz, yep. buck 85, one touchdown, one interception. That's not going to get the job done. Jonathan Taylor, 15 carries, 77 yards. That's okay yardage, but he – I mean, that's not the Jonathan Taylor that we've come to expect this year. I yeah. mean, it's just – I mean – the, and the Colts gave up two passing touchdowns from Trevor Lawrence. And I don't know, CJ. It's just, what, can, what more can you say? Colts got beat. Yeah, I don't I don't really think you can say any more than that. And I definitely think they'll will be coming back next year as hungry as ever. And uh, a little proof of that on Facebook, we actually saw the Indianapolis Colts Facebook site um, posted their 2022-2023 schedule already. Uh, so they're definitely looking forward to next season maybe get a little revenge on the Jaguars. And like you said, the Jaguars are loving this because they do actually still end up with first overall pick in the draft. The Lions will get second. And, you know, you always want to keep your keep a team from your division out of the playoffs. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, CJ, I know we hadn't really scheduled to talk about this, but let's talk about the Lions then. The Lions go and beat Green Bay. Now, if I'm not mistaken, does Green Bay still have first buy or a buy in the playoffs? Yes, they do. They have first seed in the NFC. Okay. Even with losing to the Lions, they still yes. have the first seed. Okay, yeah. so you tell me, the Lions, if they would have lost, they would have now probably had the first-round pick. Mm-hmm. If they win, nothing happens. Nothing changes. Yep. Except now they get the second overall pick. So, yep. I don't know. Something to think about. The Lions, they shouldn't have won on Sunday. It actually hurt them. Moving on. Yeah, and... um. We actually saw, I mean, I think personally the reason that they lost was due to them playing their very hardest just because they knew they're playing against a division team, they're playing their last game of the season, and the Packers, it was like a preseason game for them. They didn't really try. They didn't hardly play their starters at all. I think Aaron Rodgers played like half a quarter that day. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, he played i think two drives and they scored two touchdowns so he threw two touchdown passes and then jordan love came in the game and didn't i mean he threw a touchdown but he also threw two interceptions so the packers didn't care right like we can clearly see packers didn't care whether they won that game or lost that game was not important to them but man did the lions want to win it and win it they did jared goff threw a touchdown tom kennedy the wide receiver had one pass for 75 yards and a touchdown. So they were even running trick plays. They went all out to win this game. And oh. if I'm the owner of the Lions, I mean, a win's a win, but hmm, I think I'd rather have that number one overall pick. Yeah, yeah, me too. But it's not like, same thing with the Jaguars beating the Colts. Even if, I don't think you can tell players, hey, let's go out there and lose this game oh, so we can look forward right. to next season. right. We talked about a player. That. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, we talked about that a little bit last week. These players are fighting for their jobs, right? So they're they don't want to lose at any cost. They're trying to do the very best they can. I mean, we got Jamal Williams, who 
is a running back for the Lions, and he's being outshadowed every week by DeAndre Swift. And so Jamal Williams still wants a job next year. So, I mean, it's people like him who are doing everything they can to try to win every week. Yeah. And um, back to the Jaguars, they got, you know, first overall pick last year with Trevor Lawrence. Um, We still don't really know how that's going to work out. He really... It, it could go either way at this point, whether he's going to be a good pick or a bad pick. But they will get the first overall pick this year, too. And uh, I don't think that happens a lot, you know. The same team getting first overall pick back-to-back years, but something is for sure. They should have a good young team that should look bright for the future, at least. Yeah, absolutely. And with Trevor Lawrence, I mean... He's a good quarterback. We know he's a good quarterback. It's just going to take him some time to let the Jaguars put people around him, I think. Um, Now, CJ, I will tell you that I don't believe that it has been done since 1936, the stat that you're looking for, and that's the first overall pick in back-to-back years. And it was done by the Philadelphia Eagles in 1936 and 1937. And that tells you what first overall picks usually mean, and that usually means wins. So it's hardly ever that a first overall pick does not significantly impact your team and allow your team to get many more wins the next year. And not saying anything but negatively about Trevor Lawrence, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a very good quarterback someday. It's just taking him a little bit longer than most people expect. But, yeah, yeah. just a little throwback there. 1936 and 1937 was the last time we've had back-to-back first overall picks before this year. Yeah. That's that's crazy. I, I didn't know that. I did not expect that to be that long ago. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you said, um, Trevor Lawrence is going to need some time to develop. And with the Jaguars building a team around them, they can obviously use this first overall pick, this upcoming draft, to do that exact thing. Maybe getting a tackle on the offensive line. Maybe looking at a you know, defensive player. You know, Really, they can improve in any spot because they're the Jaguars. And, um, but yeah, so the Colts, you know, unfortunate Jaguars, um, got the win and the first overall pick. So they're loving it. They're they're absolutely loving it. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. So next up we have, we are going to make our, our Super Bowl predictions now. With this, I have all the teams from the AFC and from the NFC that are in the playoffs. So you will know which teams you can choose from. And I want to know, who do you think the Super Bowl matchup will be, the two teams, and who will win? Okay, so out of the AFC, the options are the Titans, the Raiders, Bengals, Patriots, Buffalo Bills, Steelers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Out of the NFC, you have the St. Louis Cardinals. That's that's baseball. They're the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> the <laughs> the Rams, the 49ers, the Cowboys, the Packers, the Eagles, and the Buccaneers. So, do you want to go first? I can. Um, CJ. I know the last thing that you or anyone else want to hear are the battle of the seeds. 
but I think this is one of the most evenly seeded brackets that I have ever seen come out for NFL playoffs. I think every mm-hmm. team is appropriately seeded. I think the Titans are the best in the AFC. I think the Steelers are the worst. I think the Packers mm-hmm. are the best in the NFC, and I think the Eagles sure are the worst. So yep. it's very rarely that we see something like this to where – all these teams are very well placed, and I think the only one that has been missed are the Raiders. I don't think the Raiders deserve a fifth seed. I think the Patriots are the better team there, and so that's a little disappointing to see that. But with that being said, I am going to do the most cliche thing ever, and no one is going to be surprised, but I am picking number one versus number one. I think that on the uh, NFC side, the only team that can challenge the Packers are the Buccaneers, and I think Aaron Rodgers is going to beat Tom Brady and take him out. Now, with the Titans, I think the Titans are really going to struggle, but I think they're going to pull it out. I think the the Steelers are going to get beat by the Chiefs, and the Titans are going to, to then take the Chiefs out. Then they're going to take the Bills out, who are upsetting the Patriots, and then we'll go from there. But I'm picking number one versus number one with the pack winning the Super Bowl. Go Green Bay. Okay. So, I agree with, you know, a lot of what you're saying. But, and I know I'm a Titans fan. But, I feel like I'm going to have to answer this as realistically as I possibly can. I agree with you. The Packers going to the Super Bowl. And, you know, defeating the Buccaneers and all of that, I feel like that will be the NFC Championship game. You know, that will probably be a pretty entertaining game, uh, Packers versus Buccaneers. But I predict the Titans and the Chiefs in the AFC Championship with the Chiefs coming out on top and then the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Okay, so you've got Packers over Chiefs, and I've got Packers... No, I'm sorry, you've got Chiefs over Packers, and I've got Packers over Titans. Yeah. Okay. And as badly as I want to put the Titans in there, I'm just having to stay as realistic as I possibly can. I know they will have Derrick Henry coming back, but I feel like with their defense kind of being a hit or miss lately, and then Ryan Tannehill, you know, lately... Not looking, you know, in- incredibly promising. I feel like they won't be enough to take out those Chiefs who have had a really good second half of the year. We know the first half of the year they struggled, but then the second half of the year they really turned back into the team they have been for the past couple of years. Right. And I also think they'll be as hungry as ever to get back in that Super Bowl and win it just because falling short the Buccaneers last year. I can understand that. CJ, I'll defend my case just a little bit for the Titans really quick. Um, Because of the way that the Bengals and Raiders are seated above the Patriots, even though I think the Patriots are really the fourth best team in the AFC, I think that's what is going to get the Titans in. I don't think the Patriots are going to beat the Bills. And in that with that being said, I think that gives the Titans a smooth sailing to the AFC Championship with the Titans having to either face the Bengals or the Raiders. And you can take your pick there. I don't think the Titans are going to have any problem with either one of those teams. Uh, so I can see the Titans beating or going straight to the AFC Championship to either play the Chiefs or the Bills. 
So with that, I think the Bills are going to upset the Chiefs. I That's just how I'm feeling. I don't think the Chiefs are going to make it to the AFC Championship, and that's why I'm okay. sort of leaning towards the Titans. I think the Bills match up very well with the Chiefs, which kind of leads me to saying, well, okay, if the Bills are going to the AFC Championship, do they have what it takes to stop Derrick Henry? And my answer for that is no. And so that's where I'm leaning towards the Titans are going to not go to the Super Bowl. They're going to sneak into the Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah, I can definitely understand. And I'm going to defend your case a little bit right here because I thought, you know, earlier this season, the Titans played the Bills, I believe, and they beat them. Earlier this season, they played the Chiefs, and they beat them. Now, it was during the Chiefs, you know, little rough spot, and then later they got it turned back around, but still, that could be working for them. Uh, you, you never know. But yeah, I, uh, I, can, I can definitely see that happening, too. Okay. So, our last thing here is the Who You Got segment. We will make our predictions for the wild card games. And uh, so, Brandon, if you're ready to do that, um, the first game we have is the Raiders versus the Bengals. Would you like to go first? Uh, yes, I can. So, Raiders versus Bengals, kind of like you said earlier, the Raiders, um, I don't think really deserve that fifth seed. Getting lucky on that Raiders and Chargers game. I think, you know, the Bengals are definitely better than the Raiders. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and that pretty good uh, Bengals defense. I think the Bengals will pretty much have an easy path to victory that so what's your what's your prediction i agree cj i do not think the raiders deserve to be there um if anything the Bengals and the chargers sure would have been a more exciting game in my opinion um but i do think that the Bengals are better um they've got a good young quarterback in joe burrow from lsu he's i like his stuff i like his style and they, I think they have a really strong wide receiver core with a good running back. I don't think the Raiders are going to be able to stop that offense. And I'm going to give it to the Bengals pretty handedly here, I would say by at least two touchdowns. Okay. Okay. I always love how you tend to throw in a score right there, <laughs> and that just adds more suspense, and I love it. <laughs> okay. So the next game we have is the New England Patriots versus the Buffalo Bills. So, with this, um, you might find it uh, as an unpopular opinion. I am picking the Patriots because the Patriots, Mac Jones, I think he is a rookie and he might struggle a little bit in the playoffs. But I feel like with head coach Bill Belichick and with a good, strong uh, defense and the line, offensive line that he has, with good experience going to deep in the playoffs and even heading on to the Super Bowl and winning six with Tom Brady, they know 
what it takes to win and they know what they're going to have to do in order to overcome each team. Um, I definitely don't think that they will make the Super Bowl, like I already said, but I do think they will win this game against the Bills and Josh Allen. Okay. Interesting take, CJ. I am not going to agree with you this time. I do think the Bills are going to beat the Patriots. Um, I understand Patriots have one of the best coaches to ever do it, right? Bill Belichick, his repertoire speaks for himself. Um, but I think that's all the Patriots have. Um, Mac Jones, I just don't think he. I, well, I he has not shown me the ability to throw the football, and yet they're still here in the playoffs. Um, the Bills' defense, I believe, can stop the run, and so that's going to force Mac Jones to throw the football. And in order for him to prove me wrong and to shut the Bills down, he's going to have to throw the ball effectively, and I don't think he can do it. I think Josh Allen's going to come out ready to score 50 points. They'll probably realistically <laughs> score 35, and I think they're going to take it 35-17, Bills. Okay. Next game is the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, I feel like this is a no-brainer. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to win this due to the Chiefs. Arguably, like I said, probably best team in the AFC. Steelers, worst team in the playoffs right now. Um, Yeah, I think the Chiefs, you know... Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek uh, Hill, Hill, Travis Kelsey. You know, that incredible defense will overcome Big Ben and the Steelers in that game. CJ, I couldn't agree more. Steelers are the worst team in the playoffs this year, and somehow they're even worse than the Eagles. And um, I thought the Eagles are bad, well, the Steelers are worse. And I love the story. I love Ben Ben getting to make the playoffs in his last year with Pittsburgh. Um, I love that he's going to be able to ride on the sunset and end it in a good way. But that sunset ending is going to end abruptly in Kansas City when they get beat by 30 points because the Steelers are just not a good football team and Kansas City is a good football team. Kansas City's just been faking it the entire year. So, Kansas City on top this week against the Steelers. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. And I want to add a little bit more to what you said with uh, the ben, ben, Big Ben and the Steelers making the playoffs as probably the worst team in the playoffs. They And I want to you know give some credit to their comeback this year. They had... I think they were three, four, and one. And they picked it up and started to win games and actually slipped their way into the playoffs. Barely. They did it barely, but they were able to do it. And I also, another reason I have to give this to the Chiefs is because they tied with the Lions, and that's just not okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's just not okay. Okay. So with that, we move on. The next game, I think probably the most interesting out of this week one, Cardinals versus Rams. And 
to figure out my own opinion of this game, I had to do research. I had to think about it for a long time. And I am going to go with the Rams. And this is because the Rams defense, I would say, best defense in the league. You know, you got Vaughn Miller, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald. You got all those amazing defensive players. And then you have the Cardinals offense, which consists of DeAndre Hopkins, great receiver. You could argue he's the best in the league right now. Um, and then with Kyler Murray, young quarterback, Kyler Murray, doesn't have a lot of playoff experience. I think that, and, it, and I think him not having a lot of playoff experience, plus Rams having the best defense in the league, I think the Cardinals are just going to fold on that game. CJ, I couldn't agree more. Um, I'm choosing the Rams for this one as well. These two teams met up in December 13th earlier this year. Um, the Cardinals were favored to win, and the Rams showed up and played. Uh, the Rams – or the, I'm sorry, the Cardinals could not get anything going in the running game. Uh, the, Kyler Murray was actually their leading rusher that day, and that should never be the case. Kyler Murray threw for 380 yards, which is a great, and that's amazing, but he threw two interceptions and zero touchdowns. Um, the Rams won that game 30-23. to 23. And I can see that being the similar out, outcome this week. Um, Matthew Stafford, amazing quarterback. And talking about a great wide receiver core with the Bengals, Matthew Stafford has an amazing wide receiver core also with the Rams, with Cooper Cup, Odell yes. Beckham, Vaughn Jefferson. I mean, those three are the top three. They could run with anybody. Even though Odell has had his issues, he's still an amazingly talented player. Um, the Cardinals are not going to be able to stop. The Rams offense. I know the Cardinals have a great defensive lineman. Um, his name escapes me. He's got a brother that plays for the Steelers. JJ Watt. JJ Watt, thank you very much. I was thinking TJ, and I knew that wasn't right. JJ Watt plays for the Cardinals, um, and they also have a good couple good linebacker core, but it's just not going to be enough to stop Matthew Stafford. He's going to throw for 300 yards. Um, Kyler Murray is going to be running around with his chick like a chicken with his head cut off, not being able to keep up because they're going to be down the entire game. Go Rams. Yes, I I 100% agree. And you even brought up the offense for the Rams with Matthew Stafford, great quarterback, and their receiving core. I was focused so much on that great defense that, yeah, their receiving core is amazing too. Earlier in the year, Cooper Cup was the obvious MVP candidate. If he kept things up, he didn't – Continue to do as great, but still amazing. Odo Beckham Jr., a lot of people are sleeping on him lately, but he's been doing, not lately, he's been doing amazing, but he's definitely capable of a lot. And uh, especially with him not having the greatest playoff history, uh, definitely hungry to get out there and you know make something happen. Absolutely, CJ. I mean, Cooper Cup, he finished this year with getting the trifecta for receiving. He had the most receptions, yards, and touchdowns. 145 catches, 1,947 receiving yards, and 16 touchdowns. That's amazing. That is a tremendous, tremendous receiving year, and I don't think it stops this week. Yeah, I agree. It's, uh, you know, one of the best receiving seasons we've seen out of somebody in probably a long time. Okay. 
So the next game is the San Francisco 49ers versus the Dallas Cowboys. This game, the Cowboys, they're definitely favored to win. But I'm going to have to give this to the 49ers. And I'm doing this because the 49ers did go, let's see, 9-6, and six, I believe, 9-5, and five, something like that. And the Cowboys ended up going uh, 11, CJ, 12 and 5. The Cowboys finished 12 and 5, and the 49ers finished 10 and 7. Okay, okay. So the Cowboys doing two games better. Definitely favored to win. But I'm going to have to go with the 49ers. I think they haven't been able to get the 49ers versus Chiefs Super Bowl loss out of their head, and they are definitely hungry to come back and do very good. Also, with their defense has been looking amazing recently. We did see them end up folding to the Titans a couple weeks ago, but their defense still doing amazing, and I think it will be enough to stop Dak Prescott and the Cowboys if they are able to stop the run game of Ezekiel Elliott, uh, which is we've seen been their best part. Uh, stopping the run game is definitely their best part on defense. But offense, they do look a little shabby, but Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, that great receiving core and a, let's say, mediocre offensive line, but and they are... But they do have a left tackle. I can't think of his name right now. He is out for this game. So a little weak offensive line. But I definitely think that they are going to be able to slightly overcome the Cowboys this week. Okay. Well, CJ, I'm going to disagree with you again. I'm taking the Cowboys this week. Um, The Cowboys... It's been an interesting year for them. They have shown greatness, and they have also shown weakness. Um, They have beat great teams like the Buccaneers. They've also beaten the Saints. I wouldn't call the Saints a great team, but the Saints were a good team. Um, But they have also lost when it came to pressure. With the Cardinals, they've lost. They lost to the Chiefs. They lost to the Raiders. And... So it can be said about both, right? So the Cowboys play great sometimes, but there's also a few cases when the Cowboys don't play great. With that being said, I think the 49ers are a little too weak in this first round of the playoffs. I think this is as far as the Cowboys go, but I do think they're going to edge it out this week and beat the 49ers. But I do think it's going to be a close game. I think it may be decided within three or four points, but I'll give the edge to the Cowboys. Okay. Okay, sounds good. With our last game prediction for the week one of the playoffs, the wild card week, we have the Eagles versus the Buccaneers. This game, I think it's the most, you know, no-brainer. But I cannot possibly give this game to the Buccaneers just because... I've got to be on the underdog side a couple of times. So I'm giving this one to the Eagles. And I know they haven't looked great. Last place in the NFC, uh, Buccaneers are second place. Yeah, the Buccaneers have Tom Brady, 
Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski, I'd go on forever. But the Eagles was, uh, oh my goodness, what's his name? Hurts. Jalen. Jalen Hurts, yes. I believe that he will be able to lead this Eagles team past the Buccaneers. Probably not by a lot, and maybe not even at all. But I believe that they have a chance to beat them, and probably not anything else after that. Okay, well, CJ, I do think you are crazy. Um, the Buccaneers, <laughs> I think, are, to be honest, if the Packers don't win the Super Bowl this year, I think the Bucks are going to take it easily. The Buccaneers are a great team with so many weapons that you've already described, and I think the Eagles are just chasing their tail. I don't even know if they deserve to be in the playoffs, let alone be playing Tom Brady in the first round. I think they should be just fortunate to be there because they're about to get thumped. Now, these two teams met on October 14th, and it was a close game. It was 28-22 to with Tom Brady throwing for 300 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception, and Jalen Hurts barely throwing for 100 yards. Um, but the Eagles' defense really sort of held their own. That being said, these are two very different teams now. The Buccaneers have only lost once since Thanksgiving, and that loss came to the Saints, and they lost 9 to nothing. And I'm assuming that Tom Brady just, just didn't feel like showing up that day. I can't really attest to why they lost that game. But I think the Buccaneers take it this Sunday. Um, I think it's going to be a blowout. I think Tom Brady is going to try to get into his playoff mindset and his playoff mood, and they're going to take it handedly against the Eagles. You know, I agree with you 100%. <laughs> but I'm giving the little guy the biggest shot, <laughs> and I would love to see the Eagles beat Tom Brady in the playoffs again, as they did about five, six something years ago when they won the Super Bowl against Tom Brady. So I think Tom Brady has a weakness. I think he's scared of the Eagles, and I think with those crazy fans, they're gonna lead him to victory. <laughs> well, CJ, I don't think I do not think Nick Foles is suiting up this Sunday. So I do not think the Eagles have a chance. But I like where your head's at. <laughs> yeah, Nick Foles. Uh, you know that was about he had that year, and then uh, I th- I think that was it. He earned his respect in Philadelphia, and then uh, went on, I believe, the Jaguars, and then I think now he's in free agency. So, yeah, and I I know. We were, you know, originally supposed to talk about this, but with you saying the Buccaneers did lose to the Saints, what is with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers not being able to beat the Saints in the regular season? They lost to them both times this regular season, and I believe they lost to them last year as well. So that's kind of something that's, you know, got me confused, like, the Saints, mediocre whatever team, and Tom Brady, just he just can't beat them, and I and I don't know why. Well, CJ, I was gonna make a joke and say there's two men on this earth that Tom Brady never wants to run into. One's Eli Manning, and one's Nick Foles. Well, I, you are absolutely right. That list is actually three, and that third man that Tom Brady never wants to run into is Sean Payton. 
and that's the coach of the Saints. And Tom Brady has a very hard time beating Sean Payton, and Sean Payton knows how to play against Tom Brady. He knows how to match up his defense. And the first time the Buccaneers met the Saints, they got they got thwapped 36-27. And then they played them last month in December and got beat 9 to nothing. So, I don't know. I guess the Buccaneers have a kryptonite. Tom Brady's got a kryptonite, and it's Sean Payton. Um, I see Sean Payton making a successful transition in the future to defensive coordinator somewhere. I don't know where that would be, but I could see that happen. I could see him sort of fading out from New Orleans and making his name as a defensive coordinator for somebody. Maybe somebody like Bill Belichick. Considering that apparently he knows how to stop Tom Brady on defense, <laughs> why wouldn't he be the best, you know, defensive coordinator? <laughs> okay, well, if that's all you have to say about that, Brandon, is there anything else you want to say? Nope, that is all. Okay, so that is it for our podcast today. Thank you all so much for watching, and as always, we will see you next time. Good night.